Morning, everybody. Just want to let you know that Liz Reba is not here today, so we are doing video music again like we did once before. So please follow the words on the screen because they may not be exact in the hymnal. And if you remember last time, the doxology is really slow. So with that, Pastor Pat, we are glad to have you back. Say a word, a word on Tuesday morning. 
Good Sunday morning, church. It is good to see your faces this morning. Uh, we would like to, Karen and I would like to thank uh, the District Board of Ordained Ministry, uh, our superintendent and our bishop, uh, and you, of course, uh, for allowing us to go on that six-week spiritual renewal. Uh, it was something that we really didn't realize how bad we needed it until we were away. Uh, but it was a great time of prayer and Bible study and devotion and talking to the Father and having quiet time. And the phone never rang. Not one time. And something that was unusual is that uh, we slept through the night every night. We slept until 8.30, 9.30, some mornings, the whole time we were gone. Uh, and the first day we get back, we're back to that 4.30 schedule. But feel so revived and so refreshed and ready to see what God has in store because it was like 26 years of uh, just go, 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 go ministry and not taking time and I think that's the best tool that I can share with you this morning is that you have to take time to make sure that you are well, that it's well with your soul. In the business that we do, we're trying our best to take care of you all the time. And we don't often take care of ourselves. And this was a really good, this was a really good life lesson for me. I can't speak for her, but I know that it was well for her too. Uh, so thank you for allowing us to do that. Uh, I'm just going to go to the announcements. In your bulletin, there is an announcement about a special offering that's going to be taken up next Sunday. Uh, this Thursday is uh, Monday, Thursday at the Missionary Church at 6.30. Good Friday here at the Brown City Methodist Church at 6.30 on Good Friday the 15th. And there are some other. Can I have an announcement? Oh. Oh. Papa! Papa! <laughs> um, it's nice to be back. It's good to see all your faces. Uh, the, tomorrow, Monday, we're going to have choir practice in order that we can have, um, on Good Friday, we hope to be able to present a special um, during service. And on Easter, we'd like to do a choir special. So the music's coming right out of the hymnal. Anybody that would like to participate, we don't necessarily sing in parts unless you know how to sing in parts. If not, you just sing the song the way you know how to sing it. So we're inviting everybody and everyone to come and join us at choir practice at 4.30 tomorrow. Thank you. Are, are, does anyone from United Methodist Women want to speak on yesterday's bazaar? You know, Elman got lucky last week. He didn't have to hurt him. I'm home. <laughs> Yesterday's bazaar was wonderful. I, speaking for the ladies, and, and Pat was there 
coming in and out. But speaking for the ladies that were there and for the UMW, we wish to thank everybody that baked or brought a craft item, that prayed for the event, that bought something from our bazaar. It was a wonderful day, and I think we all had a wonderful time, didn't we? It was nice to have people come in from the community and share and talk with us. Thank you to the kitchen crew. <laughs> Papa. <laughs> He's pointing. <laughs> so anyways, we had a wonderful time, and we thank everybody for their support. Thank you very much. If you, would, if you did not get a chance to come yesterday, the bazaar items and the craft goods, the baked goods are still set up downstairs in the basement, that if you'd like to check it out and donate something to the cause, we'd love it. Thank you. Anything else, girls? <laughs> are there any any more announcements then let's join our hearts in prayer this morning Hosanna Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. Savior, we invite you into our hearts this morning. You were in the sanctuary before we even arrived. Now just come in and dwell in us. Revive us. Let's have a glimpse of your goodness. Palm Sunday begins a journey of Holy Week. The most important time in the life of the church. The most important time in the life of the Christ. Father, if there's sin in our life, we confess it before you this day. We lift up those who are in conflict around the world, in Ukraine with the Russians. We lift up those who need your heavenly touch. We thank you this morning that the table is set before us where your body and your blood is available to all of us. We lift up Elizabeth to you and uh, where she's at and Wilma as they're traveling back. We just thank you for the privilege to be in your house this day. Father, I lift up Mike Schisler to you this morning. And thank you for his love and kindness and his leadership. And each one in this congregation that stepped forward and came out of their comfort zone and had a role in the life of the church. Thank you, Father. Amen. Young disciples, yes.
young disciple. now? Okay. <laughs> okay. Good morning. Look, I told you. Karen would be back today, didn't I? She was worried that Karen wasn't coming back. <laughs> she told me she had somebody new every week since Pat, since Pat and Karen left. <laughs> this one for you? Or two? Or two? Okay, so those are pretty colors, aren't they? They're lights, but they're not on, right? Can you turn them on? Go on your finger, turn them on. Can you turn them on? And turn yours on. Okay, they are pretty even though they're not on, but when they're on, they show something special, don't they? Yeah. I wanted white ones, but I couldn't find them. So anyway, so in Mark, if I can find it. We're supposed to be the light of the world. Jesus said he wants us to be the light of the world. I know it's a really important week this week with everything that's going on, but he told me to talk to you about the light, which is supposed to come from you and come from you. And we're supposed to spread it to all of our friends and all the people because there's a lot of darkness in the world right now. and Not that there hasn't always been. but So, and Matt, I guess it was Matthew, 14 through 16, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle, put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all that is in his house. Let your light shine before men, that you may, they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So when you turn those lights off or you put your hand over it like that, it doesn't show, does it? That's what God's saying not to do. He wants the light to shine through each and every one of us. So let's pray. Father, we come before you. We thank you that you have given us your son and that he was there ready to die for us for the forgiveness of our sins. And we just praise and worship you this day and pray, Father God, that your light will shine through each and every one of us and that we would be the light of the world for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Pamela, where do you get those little lights? Really? Uh, well, I was watching Nolan when he was moving that blue one. He had a blue one and a green one, and I almost had a flashback because for a minute it looked like a blue one and a red one, and I had to look behind me to see who was behind me. <laughs> but no, I don't want one. <laughs> it just made me think for a minute. Share joy that you have this morning. Who has a joy? What are you thankful for this morning? What do you praise God for this morning? Nobody? It's good to be back. It really is. No rain? Why has it been raining? Don't ever get a new puppy when it's been raining for a week, okay? Someone else share a praise this morning. Bonnie? Lonnie and I are glad to be back from our vacation. We had a wonderful time, and our daughter and grandchildren came and spent a week with us, and we had a wonderful drive home through the western states, and uh, we strolled in on fumes and uh, eight miles short of 5,000 miles. And we're thankful for the safety and protection that we had. Did you have any disagreements along the way? <laughs> 5,000 miles is a lot of miles. I'm thankful I had the opportunity. Um, this was the first long drill weekend I did with the Naval Sea Cadets um, as an officer there. And we were there from Friday night through Sunday morning. And I think I got seven or eight hours of sleep the entire time. But <laughs> guess what I'm doing this afternoon? It's just kind of neat to see the kids and the leadership that they take on um, with each other and everything. It's really an awesome organization. She's been a part of it for a few years. And now I'm able to see what they're doing more in depth. Amen. So I'm thankful for that opportunity. And how's your guys' new puppy? Doing okay? Much smaller. Yes. I've already stated to some extent, but I am truly thankful for everyone here and uh, all the support I've gotten from you. And God bless you all. All of you. Amen. I'm thankful I didn't have to type the hymns on the screen because I'm not the greatest typist. Um, I just want to say again, um, I'm really thankful for everything that everybody did downstairs for the bazaar. There's a lot of work, there's a lot of things down there, there's a lot of good food down there yet, and I really, really hope that y'all go down and support um, the UMW and get yourself some good things. Um, it would be a shame to have to pack that all up and move it. So thank you. <laughs> COVID is behind me, and I... Pray to God no one ever gets it again. It was horrible. And Amen. I think he pulled me through in all your prayers. I love everyone. And be safe. 
prayer concerns that you might have this morning. Richard Bailey Sr. is going to have heart surgery Tuesday, and I think it would be nice to keep him in our prayers, his family. Uh, my neighbor's wife, Carolyn, had that stroke, and now she is totally paralyzed on her left side. Uh, kind of keep your prayers on them, Carolyn. I think most of you probably already know, but Mary Algren's husband, Richard. Dick, passed away a couple of days ago, and the funeral is today at uh, 2 o'clock. Visitation at 12. Did you have your hand up? I would like continued prayers for Wayne and Kelly Smith and their little baby girl. They're at Children's Hospital right now. First off, I'm with Lonnie with riding in on fumes. He doesn't, Ken doesn't like that game, and he gets a little upset with me for doing that. But um, keep in your prayers that um, Samaritan's Purse left this morning for Poland to take a load of um, aid to the Ukrainian people. Ken's cousin is the pilot on the plane, and I he sent me a message this morning. He's going to be, they go in, drop off, and while they're dropping off, they're refueling, and he leaves, comes back and sleeps, and he'll be going back four more times this week. Wow. I would like to ask for prayers for a gentleman named Pat Sullivan who lives in Georgia where we used to live. He's a retired police officer and father-in-law to Andrea Sullivan, our niece that I've lifted up in prayer before because she has MS. But Pat has been given perhaps up to four months to live because he has liver cancer. So um, she requested, just like my other grandson always requests, that we lift them up in prayer at our church. So thank you very much. Let's talk to the Father again this morning. As humanitarian aid is taken to the Ukraine, Father, we thank you. We thank you for those who are volunteering to take on that task. We thank you for UMCOR and the United Methodist Church and the relief that they're helping to supply. And Father, we just pray for peace. That uh, some resolution would come to it and the violence and the destruction and the chaos would cease. 
There have been some names mentioned this morning for those facing surgery and some recovering from surgery. And Lord, we do praise you that we live in the greatest land on the earth and uh, modern technology and medicine is available to us. We, we still pray for those who are struggling with the COVID virus. We pray for those who uh, are shut in, those who are in nursing homes and hospitals. We lift up those first responders to you. And we lift up our educators to you and our children. We thank you for those who put on the badge and serve communities. Father, prepare us. Prepare our hearts. Give our life direction. We lift up the United Methodist Church. I lift up this church, Brown City United Methodist Church. Thank you for the leadership team. We lift up the services that will be this Holy Week. Beginning with Palm Sunday and communion we share this day and the King is coming. The Last Supper will be shared this week and the crucifixion will take place this week. But the good news is the joy will come in the morning. So just be with us in the activities this week, Father. There are unspoken requests on hearts this morning. Hear us when we pray this day, Father, as we pray our Father, who art in heaven. Ushers, if you would gather this morning, ushers. There's also the noisy offering this morning. Your chains for camp.
Father, thank you for the blessings of finances. Thank you for the privilege to give back to your kingdom, to do your work through this church. Thank you for the change that makes up noisy offering and helps send kids to camp. Thank you for finding us faithful to the task. We praise you and we thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. I, I was thinking when you were coming through here, that's not... mean? Time for junior church. It would be nice if there were trail cameras downstairs because they have to climb underneath the table to get into the room. That could be interesting. How do you know there isn't? You're my hero. His passion. Starting with the 12th chapter of John's Gospel. Starting with verse 9. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus who was raised from the dead. Some of the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. For an account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. The next day, the great crowd had come from the festival, heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. You cut me off, brother. The next day, the Jews, the next day, the news that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem slept through the city. A large crowd of Passover visitors took palm branches and went down to the road to meet him, and they shouted, Praise God! Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail to the King of Israel. Then verse 14, Jesus found a young donkey and rode on it, fulfilling the prophecy that said, Do not be afraid, people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming, riding on a donkey's coat. The word of God for the people of God. What are you passionate about? A lot of people have different kinds of things that they're really passionate about. If you know anything about me, you know I'm passionate about of September going salmon fishing and spending all that time in the water catching fish, coming back to the church and having a fish fry. What, what, what are you passionate about? Family? Family? If you were just to hand him to uh, Ed Smith, he wants to sit back here and push the buttons is what he wants to and see there, there's a good example right there there is a woman Karen Eklund who is passionate about her grandchildren 
every opportunity she gets, she has her grandchildren. She's passionate about cooking. Cindy Rugenstein, if you know anything about Cindy, you know she has a passion for cats. And flowers. And they should start coming to life soon, I would think. Amen. Well, she may not be passionate about you after all these years. She still loves you. So we're all passionate about something. Some people love to work. And some people, that's all they know how to do is work. I wonder how passionate you are this morning about Christ. See, I used to think that I could do everything and anything, and nothing would ever affect me. I love to serve the Lord. I love to serve the church. I love to serve people. But I learned a good lesson, and I learned it in a very hard way. If you hear nothing else this morning, that you might hear this. We have to be intentional, intentional about setting time aside daily to commune with our Father to talk to him, to hear him, to let him work through us. There's times when we get so busy doing everything else that we forget Christ. If we have time left, maybe we'll give him a little bit of it. But what if we were to give him everything first? Everything in your finances, Everything in your time, everything with your talents. The world would be a much better place. The church would be a, a much stronger place. But what, what you were just experienced these last six weeks is that you, you pay me to be the pastor of this place. But you're all ministers too. And you stepped up and you served and you came out of your comfort zone and did things that you might not normally do. And I hear you did it with a, a passion. Mike and his wife came to the bazaar yesterday along with my pastor and his wife. I've known Mike Schistler for a long, long time. I was sitting outside of our cabin at Romeo Camp one day, and he was walking by, and I hollered at him. And he came over and he sat down. And we had great fellowship. I didn't know at the time that he was going through something. But God knew. And I think God's the one who enticed me to call Mike over. And Mike have been, and I have been friends for many, many years because of that. But the only thing we have in common is Christ Jesus.
He's a very talented brother. He's a very loving spirit. I don't know if he played the piano and sang, but he can make that, he can make magic on that keyboard. And he can sing with this passion for music. Are you using your gifts and your abilities to serve God in your house, in your workplace, in your community, in your church? I hope you are. They welcome Jesus. It's the greatest day when the king was coming into town. They welcomed him. But that welcome didn't last too long. And I wonder this morning if you welcome in your heart daily. Or we get sidetracked. The week gets brutal. Monday, Thursday is always a wonderful worship service. I'm not sure how it's going to be in the missionary church because I've never experienced one of their Monday, Thursday services. But it's a beautiful thing. And then Good Friday. Bill Wilcox's mother Mavis used to have a caregiver from Poland. I believe her name was Natasha. And she always used to ask me, Pastor, why do they call it Good Friday when it, it's so brutal? It, di it didn't have to be that way. But Christ allowed it to be that way because that's what the Father wanted. And Christ honored the Father. And then as we gather next Sunday for the resurrection. But dare you be different and not just because the pastor has to go away for a while. But every day, you have that passion to do his work. Even if it's in the little things. One, one of the things that I appreciated about being gone was that every day at 6 o'clock in the evening, we came to a table and we had dinner. Karen and I, Todd and Jody, Kayla and Jacob, every night at 6.30 or 6 o'clock, no matter how busy the day was. That's foreign to me. I wasn't raised that way where the family has dinner. Uh, when Karen and I were raising kids, everybody's going their own way. You don't always have that time to come together. And it was something that they have done intentionally. No matter how busy the day is, that at 6 o'clock, you come and you break bread. And to listen to uh, my cousin and his wife, uh, who haven't always been people that would offer a blessing over their meal, but they've come to a point in their life where they thank God for all things in their life. They don't often come into the building or the institution, but you can see Christ through them and the way they serve people and the way you can serve people. This world that we live in is in a disaster. 
it is, and that's, that's a mild word. And it doesn't have to be that way. If those who are followers of Jesus Christ would arise and say enough of this nonsense is enough and speak of Christ. You know, a few minutes ago when it was somebody share a praise, even for the believers, it's often hard to share that praise. Why? I'm thankful that I woke up this morning. I'm thankful that uh, I'm, in, I'm in a Zoom meeting and they tell me, you need a timeout. That's what I call it. I needed a timeout. Some folks in the building here had said to me for some time, something's wrong with you. Well, yeah, something's wrong with me. I've known that my whole life. <laughs> You're not the same as you were before. And I didn't realize that I was weary. I didn't realize that, you know, my pastor, his wife and I were talking yesterday. And this is not a pity party. But for us clergy, there aren't a lot of avenues to go to. There aren't a lot of people to go to and just lay it out there when it comes to our personal stuff. I'm guilty of this. I did not know how to respond to my brother when his daughter committed suicide. Because I come from this dysfunctional family. I found out my grandmother died because I read it in the newspaper. All the years I've been in the, involved in the church, I've tried not to compare the church to one big happy family. Because if we're honest with each other, there's a lot of misery in some families. There's families where little girls are abused and uh, where, where men beat up their wives and, and vice versa. I, I know a lady who used to beat up her husband quite regularly. What's wrong with us? Why can't we just... Remember Rodney King? Remember what they did to Rodney King? They pulled him onto the ground, they boot-stomped him and almost killed him. And remember his words afterwards? Why, 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 why can't we all just get along? We, we have a hard time even in the life of the church sometimes to get along. Sometimes the denominational walls divide people, divide Christians. There's only one Christ. I believe we're all going to answer to him. I don't care if you're Baptist, Lutheran, Presbyterian, missionary church, free Methodist, whatever you may be. I believe there's one Christ. 
And we're all going to answer to him for the good things we've done and, and the bad things we've done. What are you passionate about? My passion this morning is that without a doubt you know. And I, I see some, uh, some fresh faces in here this morning. And I'm, I'm pleased to see that. I'm pleased to see that in Brown City, this big metropolis of Brown City, Not everybody's heard the word. And it's us. Some of you have been sitting in these pews for a long, long time. Some of you are rather new. But it's up to us. You go out those doors, they're, 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 they're about to teach you anything in this day and age we live in. I praise God for our educators that are, are sound in their thinking and are sound in their teaching. I thank you who work in the church who are sound in your thinking and sound in your teaching because the word of God is all we have to stand on. And if beginning this week during Holy Week, if we don't make a difference in somebody's life, I think we lose the battle. I don't want to lose the battle. The battle belongs to the Lord. And if you've read his word, we know Final victory is in Jesus Christ. But have you noticed how the devil's trying to trip us up? He's done a good job in the United States of America. People are losing their mind. They're not thinking sound. And it's not if you're a Republican or a Democrat. It's that there's evil in the world. There's evil in the hearts of people. And only Christ can set you free. The little lights. Does your light shine? In your circle, do they know that you go do they know you go to church? Not that going to church is that big of a deal if Christ isn't in your heart. Because if you don't know Jesus, it doesn't matter how many times you've sat in the pew. If you don't treat people like Jesus wants us to, love the Lord your God with all your being and your neighbor as yourself. But sometimes we're particular on who we'll allow to be our neighbor. I don't know how your neighborhood is, but my neighborhood's pretty interesting. I took my lawnmower one day when I was cutting the grass and I turned around in the neighbor's yard. Came out the next day and there somebody had taken black spray paint and drew a line. <laughs> Apparently, that didn't mean to cut it shorter there. <laughs> I thought it did, but it didn't. And the next day, there was a double black line. <laughs> I was having eye trouble at the time, so I couldn't really see that well. 
Love them with kindness. Love them with kindness. Love them with kindness. There is no secret formula to being a good Christian. It's rather simple. Accept Christ into your heart. Let him work on you. Let him put you back together. Let him heal your broken heart. Let him heal your years of anxiety. Give it to Christ and leave it with him. I've been married to uh, that woman for 47 years. And it wasn't until the last few months where I've seen her angry. Angry at the way the world is. Angry at the way that uh, leadership in the United Methodist Church is. And some of you have uh, experienced that anger. You know, it was interesting. First article I read when we came home from uh, our spiritual renewal was a letter on the United Methodist webpage about uh, clergy burnout and how 43% of clergy are quitting. Not just in the United Methodist Church, but in the Christian church. 43% I've had enough. I haven't had enough. I, I got revived. I had some amazing time just talking to the Father. You know how I feel about eagles. Uh, if you drive by the parsonage house, you'll see a wooden eagle in the yard that's as tall as I am, and the wings are just amazing. Uh, I always ask the Father to send me a sign. Father, let me see an eagle today. Where we were staying uh, was on the bottom floor, and from here to the back wall was the river, and almost every day there were eagles in the tree. Some days there were two of them, and it was, thank you, Lord, now what? Because when he is faithful and true, he requires something of us. And that is to be faithful and true to him. I don't know what you're struggling with this morning. Uh, I'm not the only one that had a struggle. Some of you have gone through some craziness in these last two years. I encourage you to spend more time with the Father. We get so busy doing everything else that we neglect the most important thing. And that's talking to the Father. It's okay to be still. It's okay to be quiet. It's okay to say no. But it's okay to say yes, too. I saw my pastor yesterday. And he thought I was crazy. Because I apologized to him. Because in all the years of the ministry, I was always able to call him up and talk to him. But I didn't do that this time. And I should have. 
But part of me was, and this is the way, this was inbred to me when I was growing up, that I was nobody, I was no good, I'd never amount to anything, and nobody could love me. So I said to my pastor, I apologize to you for not calling you. I felt like I disappointed you. And he looked at me like I was crazy and he says, you have never disappointed me. But part of me felt like, you know, who tells you you gotta go on a time out for six weeks? What, what, what did I do wrong? At first I felt like I did something wrong. I haven't done anything wrong. I've served the Lord the best I could. I've served the churches that I've been appointed to the best I could. But I learned this, I forgot to serve me. I forgot to take care of me. If he gives me 10 more years in ministry, praise God, but I will, I will never, I will never find myself in the same dilemma as I was in. I'd like to shut you out. Anybody here like to shut people out? When they're having, yeah? <laughs> when things are tough, we don't like to talk about it, but we should. We, we let it stay in our heart and in our minds, and it festers like a hornet's nest, and then you just start stinging. If in my journey I, I bit you, I apologize. It wasn't intentional. But I know about me, when I get crabby, when I'm not right, I bite, and sometimes I bite hard, and if I did that to anybody, I apologize. That was never my intention. Now we have the privilege. I hope you all have. A palm branch. Is there anybody here who knows how to make them into crosses? you for me? Excuse me, Dennis. I think of John Jacobs this morning. Remember John? Every Palm Sunday he would make a whole church full of those crosses. I've never been with the passion to learn how to do it. And I should. If you would prepare your hearts this morning, as the Father invites us to his table this morning, and I want to remind you and assure you that you do not have to be a member of this congregation to participate in Holy Communion, because in this place, everyone is invited. So I'd ask, Father, that you would pour out your Holy Spirit on all who are gathered here, on these gifts of bread and juice. Father, make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ. We are redeemed by your blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, one in ministry to all the world until you come in final victory and we can all feast at your heavenly banquet. 
through Jesus Christ, who is your son, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Joe, would you help serve communion this morning? Everyone is invited. If you need to spend talking to the Father, spend time at the altar. Come.
Anyone who needs elevators brought to them? For the next day or two, I'm having problems with my cell phone because Karen wanted to get a new <laughs> so I got a new pie. And Rhino is his name. You're encouraged to stop by and meet him sometime. Uh, he is a six-month-old, 95-pound Concorso who got a hold of my cell phone. If you see her and you see bruises all over her, or you see bruises over me, we're okay, okay? But this 95-pound puppy doesn't know that he's not small. I need to go to Lapeer to get my phone. I'm going to try to do that Tuesday. So if you need me, call Karen's phone or call the church house. Uh, most likely my phone won't work. And if you see her with slobber in her hair, What are we singing, Ken? Tell me the stories of Jesus. Tell me the stories of Jesus if you're able to stand as we sing.
students for help for uh, next Sunday's Easter breakfast? Uh, not really. So we're having Easter breakfast next Sunday. Was that? I couldn't quite hear that. Same as last time, women stay out of the kitchen. <laughs> See, you're out of trouble now because you didn't say it. I did. So stay out. I'm the, I'm the opposite. Would you pray with me? Father, we give you praise and thanks. We thank you for the fact that the table was set before us today. And that you include everybody. You invite everybody to the body and the blood. That we can be made whole. We can be made new. We can be born again through you. And Father, that's my prayer, that we would see more people coming to the cross, more people receiving Jesus and being born again, uh, being set free from the darkness, that as Pam was sharing with the kids this morning, that our light shine, especially in these trying days that we live in. So be with us as we go about our business this day. Uh, Thank you for the blessings of this week. Thank you for the blessings that you love us just how we are. We love you, Lord Jesus. Amen. God bless you, church, and God bless America.